Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett, CEO and founder over at Wildman Web Solutions. Um, I am here with my team to answer your questions about technology, business, marketing, uh, pretty much anything you want to talk about. We're here as a resource for you. So um, we're here every Wednesday. Trying, we're live streaming to our Facebook page um, Wednesdays at 11. This is a live Q&A, so please throw any questions that you have into the comments below. Um, or email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. We'll be watching that during the show and trying to address those questions next week if we miss you. Alrighty here. Let's get this show on the road with Mr. Mike Hanna. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Miles. How in the heck are you doing this morning, my friend? Doing good. It's raining, very, very raining. Dogs are not liking it. Both of them are hiding under my desk currently. So if you hear some jingling or something, that's what's going on. <laughs> they do not like the storms. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I like them, you know. I'm not, I don't mind I'm it cooling things off. It was way too hot yeah. yesterday. Even in the oh, evening, yeah. we went outside and it's like 99 degrees at 7 at, at night. Not okay. No, no, I'm not a fan. Yeah, this, right. will, this, will, this will cool it down, then it'll dry out, and then maybe we'll get around to golfing later tonight. Who knows? Oh, yeah. So I said that you could ask questions about technology, business, marketing, but go ahead and throw your golf questions at Mike, too. We'll talk about those. <laughs> we'll just be happy to. I might be actually, um, yeah. But if, anybody, uh, if anybody's got Tiger this weekend, let me know. We've been disc golfing. I don't know if that's the same. Does that count? That's that golf. That, that definitely doesn't count. That counts. <laughs> no. Better. We'll let that lie. <laughs> okay. So this is Ask Wildman for anyone just joining here. Uh, live Q&A every Wednesday at 11, live streaming to the Wildman Web Solutions Facebook page. We are here to answer your questions. So please throw them in the comments. Um, or email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. I've got that address scrolling below us um, in that little crawler there in case you need it. But I think we're going to get started today on a uh, conversation that I had. This actually wasn't a, a direct question put to this show, but it was a very interesting conversation I had with a friend uh, late last week who is starting their own online business, looking into e-commerce and affiliate marketing, some of the things we've talked about over the last couple of weeks on this show. Um, and it's been kind of a surprising theme of the last couple of weeks, couple of months, despite the uncertainty that surrounds all of us and all of our businesses. I've seen a lot of people starting to take new directions with their existing businesses or pivots um, or starting new businesses, looking at new ideas. Something about this has kind of turned something on in people to to try something new, out, either out of necessity or curiosity or 
I don't know, something's just shaken loose in them here. So I've, I've started to have lots of these kinds of conversations and get lots of questions about just getting something started um, or starting a new business. So I kind of want to hit the highlights of that conversation I had um, with this friend last week, because I think it was some, some very useful content and hopefully address some of your questions out there if you're just looking at starting something new. Specifically, we're talking about starting a new online business. Um, and that can be any number of things. That can be a business like ours, looking at the technical side of things, um, looking at e-commerce, selling different products, um, or more of a content play, creating different content to generate traffic, either for affiliate marketing or an Amazon store or some other sort of online monetization techniques. Um, a lot of people who come to me with this are starting, seem to be starting in the wrong place. They're starting with the products. They're starting with this, I want this thing. I want to sell this thing. Um, and they haven't looked at some larger questions. So um, the conversation that we had last week sort of started there saying, hey, I want to do this. And then we backed up to the beginning to talk about building a brand, building a business. Because ultimately, in any business, the product isn't really what you're selling. You're selling the brand. You're selling whatever it is that you have that is unique from your, comp your, uh, your competition or your um, you know, other people in your industry. Um, so I like to start the conversation there. Talk about the, the brand itself. Um, if you can come up with your mission statement, if you can say, this is us, this is why we're unique, this is how we're different, and then move into representing the brand visually. So that could be getting into uh, logo design or something like that. Um, that seems maybe a little bit frivolous um, or like a little bit extra, but I think that it's actually really important to get that brand image up front. It, it should represent you, uh, who you are, the feel, the vibe of you and your business uh, right at the very beginning. And that allows you to build your business on top of that. Laying that foundation, I think, makes the next couple of steps easier. Um, then at that point, after we've built that brand out, we've answered those questions of how are you unique? What is that brand presence? We can start talking about real executables of what business model you're going to try to execute here. Um, if you are selling something, how are you going to sell it? Do we need to get a website up? Do we need an e-commerce platform? Do we need some sort of agreements with other businesses? Are there any legal questions that we need to address at that point? Uh, there's probably going to be some sort of legal incorporation, getting your LLC or something like that. But all of those questions need to be addressed, I, I believe anyway, and I'll let you jump in here, Mike, after this, um, after we've answered some of those really important questions about building a, a brand and some of those, those intangible qualities of a business. Uh, so, Mike, do you agree with me there on the as the marketing specialist here? How do you start from scratch and build a brand from nothing? Yeah, well, brick by brick, Miles. That's how you do it. <laughs> brick by brick. There's no shortcuts uh, in building a business. Certainly, no shortcuts in building a brand. But yeah, you got to start uh, at the very beginning. And I did even, you know, even start maybe even a, a step further back and in just you know, ask yourself why, you know, uh, there's just so many people, of course, want to start a business or have thought about starting a business. 
many people have started businesses and failed uh, most, you know. Uh, so I think the first question you have to ask yourself is why? Why am I going to subject myself to this type of torture? <laughs> no, just kidding. It's all fun. Uh, and what am I solving? What problem am I solving? What problem does the world need solved that if I don't go out and do it, no one's going to do it, right? You know, and, and it, if you have the question of those two figured out, then it makes it a lot easier uh, to start from scratch. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, they, they don't reverse engineer that, though. They get excited about an idea or they get excited about something that they want, you know, uh, and then they say, okay, well, I'll go out and create that or and do that. But you're not, you're not going to sell it to yourself, right? So, Right. Um, I think that's important to get excited about these things. But like in this conversation, I was talking to someone that was really excited about starting a business and they had a, a cool name. And they had sort of a general product, but hadn't answered a lot of those important mm. questions. The way I was addressing that was having them to start craft, crafting a mission statement. Uh, maybe that's a little bit too simplistic way of, uh, of doing it. But to me, that's, that kind of at least makes you start thinking about those questions of why am I doing this? What problems are we addressing here? Some of the bigger questions that are going to make it easier to build a successful sustainable business yeah 100 percent. yeah and yeah if they've, if they've already got a name and these kind of things and they haven't answered you know the, the what and the why then yeah i would definitely sit them down and make them commit something to paper like a mission statement you know be like hey write this out you know before we we get too far down the the line here in our own heads and we're putting the uh the cart in front of the horse so to speak you know, yeah, you really got to have uh, these fundamentals ground in from the get go of why do you do this? You know, why you um, and and what you know, what is the thing that you're solving? What is the problem that what is that you're giving a solution to? And the other thing, you know, that we that comes about in this discussion with yourself, I guess, is hopefully a lot of self-awareness and a lot of self-honesty. And, you know, I think the question that a lot of people need to ask themselves is, am I the person to do this, you know, and can I do it by myself uh, or do I need a business partner? Do I need somebody who has complementary skill sets or has skill sets that I don't have in order to do this? You know, I think a big mistake a lot of people have or do is, is they get an idea uh, and they run with that idea and they don't ever stop and they say, oh, well, I'll figure it out along the way. And they don't ever stop and think, man, what if I paired this idea with somebody who actually knows business, who actually understands how to do business, you know, actually understands how to build a business from scratch. And if we joined forces, well, then that would be light years, you know, uh, uh, you know, obviously more efficient than starting from scratch and trying to do it all by yourself. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a, a number three at an incredible company. There's nothing wrong with being number 70, you know, at, at Facebook or something, you know, not everybody has to be the number one. Right. Uh, but I think especially in this entrepreneurial culture, uh, for lack of a better term that we're in right now, and that it is so easy just to start a business, especially an online business. I mean, like we talked about, I don't can't remember if it was last week or the week before with drop shipping and, and you know, of some weeks. of the, the, yeah, these are some of the tricks and tips that you can do to get into e-commerce. I mean, literally anybody with a smartphone 
can start can start a business today uh, and be making sales, you know, by the end of the week. So, but are you necessarily the person to carry this vision, carry this idea out to fruition? Or is it going to take a team of people? Is it going to take a partnership of people? Um, or at the very least, you know, what are you going to need? What kind of skills are you going to need to acquire before you start down this road? And I would be doing all of that before I was worrying about something like what my name is or what my logo looks like or anything like that. You know, all that's important, sure, and you should spend some time on that. But after you've uncovered um, some of these deeper foundational, I think, questions and, and, uh, and the answers to those questions. I think that does lay a really strong foundation for you to build something in the future, but it also allows you to take a little bit more of a direct path and waste less. I've seen a lot of people, unfortunately, that you know come to us um, a little bit later in the game than we're talking here, and maybe they haven't addressed any or all of these questions up front, um, and you know they've taken a detour off this way or uh, misstep over here because they didn't have that initial direction just nailed down and solid. So um, they ended up having less resources and less time to dedicate towards the real direction that they ended up wanting to go because they had taken a couple of missteps early on. So really taking mm -hmm. this moment of introspection and answering some of these questions, um, I think is not only important in the long run there, but really just in the first few weeks, first few months, and then uh, you know, first few steps of, of opening your business, of starting a new business. That's where most people fail. That's when all the big stuff happens and businesses go up in flames real quick. Uh, so making sure that you're being efficient and effective throughout those, uh, those very key early steps of building your business um, is, is integral to long-term success. And this, I think, is the first step to, to not taking those missteps and to avoiding some of those common early business mistakes. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point, Miles. And if I could just add one clarification onto what, I, onto what we're saying here, uh, you know, think about, you know, the foundation of a house, you know, that, and that's what you're building, you know, so to speak, you know, the house being, of course, the analogy of the business, um, but the foundation is the most important part, and it's the first part and you have to get it right, you know, or the rest of it is going to be really, really crappy. Uh, and so you, you've really got to, you do have to take some time. Uh, but I also want to stress, you know, that endless debate is not the answer either. And endless questioning and, you know, endless, uh, oh, do I do this or do I do that? Or is it blue or is it gold? You know, right? All of those kind of things, which I think also trips up a lot of people when they're starting to, to build something from scratch, is you're never going to make it. You know, you, you've got to cut all red tape. You've got to make decisions as quickly and as efficiently as possible when you're trying to build a business from scratch. And, and that is why at the very, very beginning, you really got to build a solid foundation because you're not going to have time in six months and 12 months and 18 mm -hmm. months to sit around and take three days to debate, you know, this or that, right? You're going to be executing, you're going to be running a business, hopefully, you know, at that point. Uh, and so in the be very, very beginning is the time for that, that introspection, you know, to take a moment and reflect, to ask those difficult questions. Uh, but once you get things rolling, uh, you want as least friction decision-making uh, 
and, and make them as quick as possible, you know, in order to be as efficient as possible in your business. So I don't want people to take that the wrong way and think that that's advice is, is for all time that, you know, two years later, you should be debating the name of the, of the slogan or the color of the door or something like that. Uh, no, no, you know, all that should be done up front and then it should never be talked about again, you know, unless something really, really drastic happens in the business, um, you know, like uncle Ben's rice or something, you know, and you got to change your, your whole, uh, branding and marketing that you've been doing for a hundred years. Okay. Yeah, well, then, all yeah, that being, maybe, but yeah, all that being said, I do want to make sure to say like, we, we are small business owners and founders and we worked with a lot of small businesses getting up and going or years down the line. Uh, we wonder, we understand that changes happen and you always have to be on your toes. You have to be able to adjust as, as the world changes around us. Nothing has proven that more than the last couple of months. Uh, so it's not to say that, you know, answering some of these questions are just going to give you a solid roadmap for the rest of your life and the rest of your business's life here. Um, but I think no, that this is good. <laughs> we all wish. But of course, there's always going to be changes. You always have to be ready for that. You always have to be flexible and ready for change. Uh, but answering some of these questions, at least taking a little bit of time, investing it into that initial introspection stage is critical to long-term success and something that I think it's skipped all too often and leads a lot of entrepreneur entrepreneurs to early failure why is that word so difficult i don't i just don't understand <laughs> we could have made a simpler word for that um so there's one more point on this conversation i wanted to hit and then we can move on but um, i wanted to ask your take on why you think we're seeing so many new businesses we're having so many of these conversations in such an uncertain time we're in a a global pandemic and a recession and things are closing down and opening up and switching around everywhere. Yet I find myself having these conversations with lots of business owners that are uh, pivoting and changing how they're doing their business. Lots of people who are starting their own business and uh, people are just buying up businesses everywhere. I, I don't really understand what's going on here, uh, mm -hmm. but it's been fun to work with all of this, this new stuff. I've got my theories on it, but I wanted to hear your take on, you know, why we're seeing this kind of trend now. Well, that's a great question. I think there's many different factors, but you know, overall, uh, when times are, are bad, you know, is when, uh, you know, the people that, uh, are very entrepreneurial or, or are very business minded and they're, if they're savvy and they're good, uh, that's when they make their largest gains. You know, that's when they, that's when they build the biggest businesses. Uh, it, it's, it's contrary to what a lot of people think, but, uh, that's actually the truth, uh, is that when times are bad, you know, the rich get richer, so to speak, uh, generally speaking. And so I think that's why you see a lot of people investing, uh, buying up businesses and, and those sort of things. Uh, but the other part is, you know, the world has changed, you know, this is not just, uh, you know, an, an economic uh, downturn or recession or depression, whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, this is an actual transition of society as a whole, which doesn't come along very often, you know, and so I think people are, uh, every, you know, it's far reaching is what I'm trying to say is that, you know, almost everybody in some way has got to react to this. Um, and I think we're seeing the merge and the merge and sort of the emergence of the uh, the gig slash virtual economy, 
coming on full full blast here. You know, uh, the you know the gig economy, meaning that you know people aren't necessarily going to be uh, employees. You know, traditional employees may you know commuting to an office or a place of business to work anymore, but they'll more than likely be working remotely and contracting out their various skills to various people uh, for various projects. Uh, is is you know what we're seeing a lot of people do, which of course lends to being an online, having an online presence, having e-commerce you know, all these types of things uh, that are happening. And so that, I think that's a, that's a really big factor here. Uh, and then, you know, the virtual world is is now becoming, you know, the world, you know, in some aspects because physical spaces have are literally still shut down uh, in huge sections of the country. And, and, and in places where they've opened back up completely, now they're reshutting back down in, in some of those places. So, so what's going to take its place? Well, the virtual world uh, is going to take its place. And so, you know, all of that has been accelerated, I think, farther than even you and I could fathom uh, five, six months ago in the last four months. And I think that people are reacting to that as they should. Uh, they're pivoting, as you said, and they're adjusting uh, for what's going to come next. Because, you know, my, uh, my son, who's almost 14, you know, we, we, we went over to... Uh, Sprouts the other day, not a client, former client. We'll give him a shout out anyways. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they have, you know, really, really easy and streamlined their online ordering process, right? Where I can be sitting here in a chair uh, on my laptop, order up all my groceries. They'll text me, you know, and usually it's like 20 minutes later. If they're like, hey, your stuff's ready. Come get it. I pull up, hop on the app, push the button. Yes, I'm here. And then they tell me, hey, the guy's coming out in five minutes. Hey, the guy's coming out and load up my stuff and go. And he's and he's 13 and he's like, wow, that was so much easier than going into the store, you know, spending the time walking up and down the shelf, standing in line, da, 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 paying. He's like, why would we do that? Why would we shop the other way, even if it wasn't because of COVID? And I said, you're absolutely right. It's speed and convenience, you know. And so a lot of these things that have been instituted and thrust upon us uh, because of COVID, I don't think are going away. Uh, because we're going to train the consumer to be served better. And, who, you know, who, who wants to go away from that after you've get, gotten a taste of it? And so going back to the beginning of my comments, so I think the smart, savvy uh, investors, entrepreneurs, business people are reading uh, the writing on the wall here and they're making moves and they're making big moves. And, you know, there's been people who've been sitting on the sidelines for literally a decade uh, you know, during the largest expansion, economic expansion in, in American history, because buy low and sell high, right? You don't, you don't buy at the top. So there's been a lot of money that was sitting on the sidelines waiting for something like this to happen. And again, I don't think anybody thought it was going to happen this, this large, this fast, or this bad. Uh, but they're reacting to that and they're making the appropriate moves. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to execute and come out the other side of it. Uh, with even better products, better businesses, and better ways to serve their customers, which is going to get this economy ramped back up uh, and, and God willing, you know, heading in the right direction sooner rather than later. So I'm really glad that's happening. And I'm glad that people aren't just getting scared and going and hiding in a cave somewhere uh, because that's not, that's not going to help us right now. Now we got an answer from the comments over here from our friend, Jeff Fry. My theory is that business owners had time to stop and reflect on previous and future making us decisions. Um, 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Um, and if anyone else has some theories or thoughts on this, throw them in the comments and we'll uh, we'll turn this into a, a two-way conversation here. But um, I do think that a little bit of it is sort of the, uh, you know, the story of the frog in the pot of boiling water. If you throw him into the pot, then he's going to jump out immediately. He's boiling water. But if you just put him in and then turn up the heat gradually, he'll sit there until he boils alive. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the lesson there is that we tend to respond to quick changes and that because it was such a big change, like you said, we were in this uh, very powerful, very strong economy before this. It was just going up and up and up. And then all of a sudden it wasn't just a downturn. It was off, just a straight off switch. And I think that shook a lot of people out of their complacency and made them like, really force people to reevaluate some core assumptions that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise, even in a significant downturn. Um, so kind of the same way that, uh, you know, Jeff's looking at this, maybe we had a little bit more time to evaluate. Um, there are some arguments that some of the, uh, the funds made available, like SBA loans getting thrown out there, they're super easy to get and the terms are very good. So people are just grabbing those up all over the place and using that to buy businesses or to make other major investments that you know maybe they wouldn't have made or been able to make in the uh, you know before all of this happened so a combination of the reaction of our um, of our governments of our businesses and of us personally has made us really reevaluate some things at a very core level that i don't think that we would have even been looking at without that jarring just juxtaposition between a roaring economy and just hitting an off switch. Yeah, that, I mean that's 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 a great great point. Uh, both Miles and, and Jeff. I mean, we had a halftime. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, right? It's like, what did teams do at halftime? They go in the locker room, they sit around, and they you know they draw up the plays on the board, and they say, "This is what worked. This is what didn't work. Let's come up with a new strategy for the second half." Or, man, we're up fifty to zero. Let's keep this strategy going. And we haven't had a halftime, at least in our life. You know, we've had some timeouts here or there. You know, we, you know, we, we all take two weeks off at the end of the year, right? But nobody has actually had a halftime where the entire world just ground to a halt and nobody was doing any business. And so it was the perfect opportunity to look, reflect in and come up with a new strategy uh, if you needed to. And so, yeah, I think that's a great point. Yep. I think it definitely helped to expose some weaknesses that maybe would have been able to slip under the radar um, in any other situation. I think that's why a lot of people are looking at pivoting their business and moving more things online. I know there's a lot of people, a lot of business people and just in our community that, um, you know, talked to six months, 12 months ago that said, yeah, you know, online just isn't really a big part of my business. I don't really need to work on that. I get a lot of referrals and I go to these networking events or something like that. And that totally powers my business. And after this, they're realizing, oh, this is a major weakness and something that I need to mm -hmm. work on in my business. We need to move some things online. And now going from, eh, I don't really need online to we need an entire e-commerce branch of our business. And that kind of shift is just not something that just naturally occurs here. Um, you know, those, those weaknesses yeah. were absolutely exposed by this situation and we were put in a unique position, I think to Jeff's point here and to your, your halftime analogy point that we 
did get that sort of pause. Um, you know, I think that's probably a, a really positive spin to turn to put on massive unemployment. But, uh, you know, in a way for some people that is, it, it really did give you that, that moment to reflect on things and to think about some stuff and really strategize for your next move. So I've seen a lot of people that, you know, weren't laid off, whose businesses kept going, who kept got a pay, kept getting a paycheck and still decided to like decided now's the time to start thinking about a career change because even though they didn't get directly impacted the community our communal zeitgeist of thought has shifted in a way that's creating that's making people um address some of these questions and really rethink themselves and the world around them in a way that we haven't really seen in our lifetimes so mm -hmm. I'm really curious to see where this where this lands. I know maybe it's a again kind of a positive spin to put on a a huge negative thing that's impacting all of us. But if you're looking for any kind of silver linings, then um, you know these these changes that we're seeing happen are are really curious, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see where the chips land at the end of this. Yeah. So. Um, Hopefully this has been an interesting conversation. If you guys have any thoughts on any of this, throw it into uh, the comments. If you want to stop talking about this, you can also just tell us to shut up right there. We'll be watching. <laughs> um, so we want to move on here. Again, if you're just joining us, this is Ask Wildman, a show produced by Wildman Web Solutions here in Lawrence. Um, we are here to answer your questions about technology, business, marketing, golf apparently we're talking about that um so anything that you yeah. want to talk about throw it into the comments here below or uh send us an email at askwildman at wildmanweb.com i've got that address scrolling below us here because we are on this show uh, every week live streaming to our facebook page wednesdays at 11. so if we don't get to your question here uh we'll try to address it next week uh, we do have one more piece of input from our friend Jeff here, direct question. So let's go ahead and hit that before moving on. Can I send Facebook message? Can I send a Facebook message to all the people that like my business? So that's a business page as opposed to individual messages. So can we just throw out bulk messages to everyone who likes a business page? Well, we can. I, I guess I'm a little confused on the question. Are you saying, Jeff, you don't mean to send them out as a group message, right? You mean, can I send a, a message to everybody who likes my page, but of course they'll get it individually, not in a, in a group? I'm assuming that's what he means. Well, we can talk about uh, all of those ways. And there's a, there's a bunch of different ways okay. to communicate with large groups on Facebook specifically, whether we're talking about business pages or groups or, um, you know, individual messages, group messages, and these things all kind of overlap in a lot of ways. So oh, no, yeah, I didn't, I didn't break mean, that down I didn't, a little bit. Yeah, I didn't mean Facebook groups. I meant he doesn't want it to, you know, how you can add in, you know, 20 people or whatever to your oh, yeah. Group yeah, message. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend anybody do that uh from a business but yes yeah, so as, as long as i understand the question jeff yes you can do that a uh, couple different ways the, the best way would be uh through messenger itself uh, and i would set up a chat bot uh, is what i would do and so you get people uh, to opt in to your messenger list via the chat bot and then you can go and you can send out a a, a message you know a blast if you will 
uh, to everybody, or you can go in and just select certain people uh, to send it to, and you can schedule uh, those types of things. Now, they, they did ch recently change the settings on that. Oh, man, well, I'm going to have to go back and test my memory here. I believe it was back in March or so, and I believe now you have to have somebody engage with your chat bot or your messenger, so to speak, uh, within 24 or 48 hours before you can, or and then after that, you can send them a message in that time frame. You used to be able to just anytime you want, you could go and you could blast everybody on your page, regardless if it was like a year ago uh, that they actually opted into it. So they did change that. And my memory is fading on exactly what the terms are, but I want to say it's within 24 or 48 hours uh, that somebody has to engage with the bot, uh, i.e. the messenger. Uh, and then, yeah, you could send them out uh, any kind of message in that time period. But you know what? I, now that I'm thinking about that, I don't even know. Let me get back to you on that one, Jeff, because I, I know I've received messages uh, from business pages that I hadn't engaged with. So it may be a little bit longer than 24 or 48 hours, but I know that there is some sort of time limit on it now, uh, which didn't used to be the case. Uh, the other way that you could do this is through a paid ad. Uh, you can do a paid ad and you can target everybody who likes your page. Now, if you have a small page, meaning you don't have a lot of people that follow it, you may not be able to get an audience size large enough to just target those people. Uh, so you may have to add some things to that audience uh, in order to achieve that. But yes, uh, you can set up Messenger in order to target people through your business page. There just is some sort of a time limit on it now of when they need to engage with it uh, for when you're allowed to send them the message. So that was a half answer. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Facebook Messenger has been expanding a lot pretty much ever since they broke it out into its own app. It's just been making mm -hmm. leaps and bounds and lots of major changes, not even touching on, on chatbots. That's been a whole other uh, very fast evolution uh, recently. But just, just the Messenger app has been going all over the place. And there has been a lot of functionality throwing uh, Getting thrown around that's very similar to how one might use uh, like an email marketing tool or something like that. And that's where you're seeing some of the things you were just talking about, emailing out to particular groups, uh, being able to check individuals and just send it out to them. Um, and that has been kind of the ground beneath that has kind of been moving around a lot ever since they expanded those functions. So uh, we'll try to keep an eye on all of that and stay on top of everything. Um, we got a follow-up comment here. Uh, correct, Mike. So you went down the right, the right rabbit hole there. But if we can talk a little bit more chatbots, uh, yeah. Jeff Fry says, "Explain chatbot, how it works, and where to find it." So, chatbot is basically it's a, it's a it's a bot. You know, it's, it's an AI type of technology, artificial intelligence, where a non-human is going to act you know, kind of as a human or as good as it can uh, in order to interact with a potential customer, a real human that is either going to your website or going to your Facebook page uh, or generally where chatbots are used. And uh, Facebook is great place to integrate uh, a chatbot. And there's, there's different levels that you can do, but there already is actually chatbot functionality built into 
Facebook itself. It's just kind of remedial. Uh, you can't do some tasks that you could with a more advanced chat bot. Uh, but like right now you could go into your business page and you could through the settings tab, you can set up uh, automatic responses. So when come, somebody comes to your, uh, your Facebook page, it'll automatically pop up the chat window and they'll say, Hey, how can I help you? Or can I answer a question? Or are you interested in X, Y, or Z? Uh, and you can, you can formulate some automated responses. You can actually craft them yourself and type them in and save them. And then it'll spit those back out. Now, when you get a more advanced chat bot, it is actually learning as it goes and it's more programmable. So in, in that sense, you, you, you need somebody like Miles uh, who is, is going to program the chat bot to not only do and say what you want to do, but to learn how you want it to learn. And so it can actually start to evolve and get smarter, if you will, as it interacts with more of your customers and more people that are visiting your website uh, or your Facebook page. So uh, there's all kinds of different ways that you can get them. Uh, you know, there's there's software companies, tech companies, you know, are building them like crazy. If you want a custom bot, you know, a lot of people will get uh, a, you know, a custom bot that is suited for their specifically for their niche, you know, a realtor or somebody like that, you know, uh, they're huge in that space uh, and other lead generation spaces, uh, especially important because what these do is they act as the immediate buffer zone between the prospect and by the time you can get a salesperson, uh, in order to talk with them. So it can ask questions. It can set up an appointment. You know, it can, uh, it can actually do calls to action and try to get sales for you. Uh, and it can also, uh, pre screen people, you know, can qualify people can make sure that whoever is in engaging with this ad, engaging with this chat bot is somebody who we want a salesperson to talk to and not somebody who's going to waste our time. So there's all kinds of different ways that you can build it, manipulate it in order to achieve those kind of functions. Uh, but yeah, almost you know any kind of agency uh, that, that, that builds websites and things like that, they're probably going to offer it. We offer it, you know, Wildman Web Solutions, um, and we can build full-scale chatbots or just simple ones uh, that go on somebody's website or Facebook page just to answer questions. So, if you have any follow-up on that, uh, let me know, Jeff. Miles, go ahead. Oh, any uh, the exciting part of chatbots to me, uh, not only that they're getting smarter and getting more advanced, is that they are able to connect with other things. So since Messenger is broken out into its own app here, um, we've got a very expensive uh, API to be able to tie into, and so lots of companies and lots of softwares have taken advantage of that. So now directly in Messenger, directly through these chatbots, you can do so many things. You touched on a couple of things there as far as lead generation, lead qualification, asking some questions. Some of those questions can be dependent on one another. So it's dependent logic. If they answer A on this question, then that leads them down this logic branch. And if they answer B, that leads them down an entirely different line of questioning. So you can really branch out those um, those questions and those qualifiers to any degree of complication of complexity that you want. You can sell things directly in there as you integrate directly into Facebook Marketplace or different uh, e-commerce providers. Um, so when your chatbot's talking to them, it can answer certain questions and then it can just offer them and say, hey, here, here buy this thing and they can buy it directly from the chatbot. Um, it can schedule uh, meetings with you, it can integrate with your online um, 
calendars that can integrate with your Google Calendar so it knows when you're available. You can use different um, softwares like 10 to 8 or Calendly or something like that in order to do appointment setting. But basically, these chatbots have enabled us to take that direct communication to your customers on social media, which is a very personal uh, type of communication with a very high open rate and connected it to the rest of your online business and the rest of your online business toolkit, if you will, for scheduling and selling and managing customers and email lists. And some of them go directly into email campaigns and into text messaging. So you can communicate with your customers through social media and directly to their phones, texting them, emailing them all within one kind of uh, one code base, one, one piece of technology allows for all of those different kinds of communications. So super exciting on the nerdy end of everything and connecting everything together as I like to do. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the open rate too. That That's an important point to drill home. Um, so Jeff, to, this is a great way to get people to actually read your stuff. Uh, you know, if last time I looked at the numbers, it may have changed recently, but uh, with COVID and everything, but uh, the average open rate for an email is about 20%. Uh, the average open rate for a Facebook message is 80%. So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to figure out which one, you know, you, sh you should be putting your really important messages in, especially your sales uh, type of things. Uh, this is also why I like text. You know, I, I know I'm going down another tangent here, but I do, I do like text messaging uh, as a platform these, these days to communicate with people. Uh, just not, and I'm not trashing email here. I think that email can still be extremely effective. It's just not what, what it was. And I don't think it's going to come back. You know, um, I got hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of unread emails in various inboxes. You know, I have very few unread texts and Facebook messages. So I, I think that's across the board. I don't think that's just an, a case study of one there. Uh, so it's certainly something that's worth digging into uh, and taking some time to understand how it could work for your business. Because if you can nail down a good strategy using chatbots and, and messenger, then man, you can get some really good results. Uh, and at least you're going to get some great market research because you're going to, you're going to know that people are actually reading your stuff and then figuring out if they're reacting to it or not. Awesome. Well, hopefully we answered your question there, Jeff. Um, if anyone else has any questions, follow Jeff's lead, throw your questions in the comments below, or feel free to email us, askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Do want to take this moment as we're kind of coming to a, a close here um, to let you guys know that we do have a lot of resources out there. Um, we're doing this show as, as a resource just to answer some questions. Uh, hopefully we don't come off too, too salesy in here or anything as uh, every once in a while we'll talk about, you know, chat. I don't think we're coming off like salesy enough, Miles. No. Wait a second. <laughs> what, we are doing I need to start throwing to... some right hooks in this show. We're letting them off too easy. Answer questions and put good information out there. And we do a lot of things with that. Part of our mission statement, part of the reason we do a lot of this stuff is for education and providing resources to our community. So we do this show. We also have a whole section on our website um, called articles. I'll go ahead and put that link up here, wildmanweb.com slash articles. 
Um, these are all just quick, easily digestible um, articles about digital marketing, social media. I think we'll have to put one up on chatbots. I don't think that we have one up just yet, but that'd be a good one to do. Um, but this is all just for um, for the layman, non-technical professionals. You don't have to be a software engineer to understand some of this stuff, um, even though some of it is is written by techie people. Uh, we're trying to take some of this stuff and make it a little bit more accessible. So it's all um, it's all up there. Go ahead and check it out. Um, we also have our local business online toolkit at wildmyweb.com/lbot. Um, this is just a, uh, a, a toolkit of softwares for, um, it'd be great for the people who we were talking about at the beginning of the show, if you're just starting an online business. These tools uh, allow you to see a bunch of great data for SEO, for listings, for your website, if you're doing any kind of online advertising on Google and Facebook. It's really important to have good information, good analytics, good metrics, and um, this these tools are a good, easy, free way for you to get some of that information uh, about your business. So go ahead and check that out there. All you have to do is put in your information, and we'll send you the login there, and you get access to all the tools. That being said, back to Ask Wildman. Uh, this is just a, uh, a free Q&A for anyone and everyone who wants to watch it. So help us to reach more people. Like, share this video if you think this content is useful to you. Chances are it's useful to your friends as well. Um, if you know anyone else in the business community that wants a little bit, uh, wants to learn a little bit more about how to manage their business online or do some sort of digital marketing or just have some questions in these areas, we'd love to speak to them. So help us by liking and sharing this and uh, helping us to reach more people. Um, and all, uh, as always, you know, follow us here at Wildman Web. If you uh, check into this event here or to our Facebook page, then you'll get notifications when we're going to go live and we're going to do these kinds of things. So that's my kind of plug for the day. Uh, Mike, you have any kind of closing remarks? I know we hit on uh, some very diverse points today. We did. Uh, good discussion. Good show. Good questions, Jeff. Uh, I actually have a question for Jeff, if he's still on. I don't know if he is. But, Jeff, tell me what do you think. Is Tiger going to win this week? <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to win. Oh, we'll, we'll, wait, we'll wait to see if he, he is, throws this. Is this a golf uh, but I, but thing? I, I'm predi Sports? Yes, this is a golf thing. Tiger Woods is, ball? Is, is playing. Yes, he's playing. <laughs> he's back. He's back this week at Jack's place. Um, I like JT this week. But um, – I think Tiger's in the in the top ten, and of course, as always, my heart is with my man Gary Woodland, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Um, we might we might have lost Jeff, or he just may not want to con comment on the on the golf. Well, sporting KC to start playing again. Maybe we can talk about that next week. <laughs> okay, oh, there's Jeff. Jeff. He says never. never. He says never. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, we'll that's see. one way to end a show. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Mike. I uh, will uh, talk to you talk to you guys again next week. All right. Goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, everyone else. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. <laughs>